James Poulos, welcome back. Costa, thanks for having me. Great to be back. You've kind of reignited my uh, my passion for the game. <laughs> well, speaking of reigniting your passion for the game, after your fairly awful start, I noticed that you, you had a bit of a bounce back over the recent weeks. Yeah, that's right. Um, 13.20 this week, which was good, top 3 or 4%. Um, and I, I think I had uh, in round 3 a top K finish as well. So couple of things starting to, to work my way and uh, yeah, hopefully um, I can continue it. Yeah, nice. So what's your what's your overall rank now? So 45,000, so not great. <laughs> I started, I think my first week was maybe 87,000. Um, so yeah. it's trending the right way is what I would say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. A couple of pods are starting to fire for me. Uh, Campbell Graham finally came good. Adam Reynolds is kind of ticking along for me. Um, and I've been the beneficiary of having Pappenhausen um, and David Fafita from the beginning. Yeah, nice. Having David Fafita from the beginning is awesome. How's, how's your head to head going? Uh, undefeated, uh, which is good. So I guess I didn't trade in round four because um, I captain Pappenhausen. Um, obviously, when he exploded, no one needs to be reminded of that. And, and my opponent didn't. So that kind of meant I could just take it a bit easier. Um, and there was nothing really pressing for me. So, yeah, head-to-head's looking good. Um, so, yeah, just try to keep nice. rolling. Yeah. How about yourself? Nice. How'd you go this week? Uh, I went okay. So I scored, I think, 1277, yeah, which good. was sort of middle of the pack. I I moved up like six spots from 251 to 245. Yeah, lovely. And you're flying, absolutely flying. Yeah, going okay, going okay. Yeah, interesting that like as as we said, like your team was a bit of a head to head setup. Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago when you were on, and um, and obviously you went pretty badly in those first couple of weeks when there's no head to head, but you've won all your matches so far. So your team was obviously a pretty good head to head build in the end, or or you fixed it up between then and the first head to head week. Yeah, that's right. I think the things that helped is I tried to, you know, where the. In, in key positions, I try to save some money if I thought they were going to score similar points, which I think in head-to-head you can get. And I try to look at some of the draws that kind of ignored the first two rounds. Uh, so I think that did help. Um, and the draws kind of opened up for a lot of the players that I had. Um, and I went really heavy on Souths and Penrith, who were looking pretty good. Um, I did fix up a couple of things. I got rid of Crichton uh, for To'o. Uh, he just looks amazing at the moment, um, which, which definitely helps. So yeah, just kind of cleaning up the team where I can. Um, I've got a couple of selection headaches this week that I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Teamless Tuesday was an absolute bumper te- Teamless Tuesday in terms of just um, movements, you know, big-name players coming back, popular-owned Supercoach players getting dropped or benched, you know, just all sorts of things. So we'll, we'll have to go through the Teamless in a fair bit of detail. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be good. Hey, I have a question for you, and yep. and it doesn't relate, I guess, to you because you just said you started with David Fafita. Yes. But one thing that's going to be really on a lot of people's minds this week is, and if they don't have David Fafita, is how do you get him in and do you get him in? And he's now priced at 755000 Yeah. I got him in last week and and captained him. Well, I looped him. Yeah. Um, Which went pretty well for me. I'm actually, like, I, I tell you what, the only reason why I'm, got a top 1,000 ranking is because I've nailed the captaincy choices this week, this year. So, Yeah, it's so important, yeah, right? It's, it's so such, important. such an important part of the game. Uh, he's been good, obviously really good. And I think if you don't have him, you need him. 
because he is a cut above the other second rowers from what I can see. And the way that he is playing at the moment is unbelievable. Uh, I think what you, you've, you've mentioned previously around his ability to score tries, he was coming off such a you know, high try scoring um, record previously and he can keep it up. But I think he's shown already that he can, he's more than capable um, of finding the line. Oh, yeah. Look, my opinion on him has massively changed since the beginning of the year. I was talking, I was saying, oh, he's going to need to score, you know, one or well, two tries every three games to be worth his while. Well, he's scoring like, I don't know, something like double that. Yeah, he's got like six or seven this year, I think, already. Six or seven in five games. And, and yeah, the try he scored against, yeah, and the try he scored where it was like an under 10s try. He walked up to the 10 metre line, tapped it himself, and just ran over two people. Um, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. But I guess the question is, like, at what point is he sort of no longer worth it or do you start thinking about, I don't know, hopefully, like, waiting till his price levels off a bit? I actually I can't really see it happening at 755K. Like, I think that's yeah. – we're probably getting to the point where he's, like, around about fair value. Yeah, that's right. Producing. It would really look at, you know, if, if I didn't have him, you have to see where, where has my money been spent there's been some price rises across the board for probably a couple of the popular uh, plays that people had, um, and they're probably tailoring off now. So if you're going to look to upgrade, you might have to go down to maybe a Condon or, 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 or Walker or something like that if you don't have them and really try to upgrade um, whatever second row you have. Because I'm just trying to – if I'm looking at the second rollers, um, there haven't been that many standouts. So I think, yeah, if you're looking at it leveling across the board, um, you probably just have to – Take take the punt, find the cash, and, and upgrade him. Yeah, I, like I think you probably do. I start, at seven hundred fifty five k, I'd be thinking about it carefully, but I think I'm still even at seven fifty five k on on the side of get him in, do yeah. what you can to get him in. But I'm just thinking of like how I would do that if I didn't have him, and it would be tricky because like you know a Jordan Ricky, I don't think you're going to have another guy that is going to free up enough cash in order to turn. Jordan Ricky into him. So you're basically going to have to, to trade out a keeper. Yeah, that's right. One guy, I mean, I wouldn't, like in other circumstances, I certainly wouldn't want to trade him out. But one guy that you could think about trading out for him is Barnett. Yeah. Lost a goal kicking, a lot of injuries for Newcastle at the moment. He got, what, about 53 the other on the weekend, I think. And yeah. he was actually robbed of, I mean, owners wouldn't need reminding, but he had that forward pass called back two weeks ago, which was... Um, he had so, another try assist last week that they called back. That one that the video ref called back. I think they were yeah. going to credit him with the try assist as well. So, so he maybe did, yeah, but I think yeah, if at his price, yeah, you, he would probably be worth it. Um, just the way Fafita is playing. But yeah, you're right. Once once the players get up, I guess it's that is that is tricky. But yeah, Ricky, you need another three hundred sixty thousand. So I mean, that's exactly. quite that that's that's a lot and. Um, Looking around at who else there would be, you probably it's going to be difficult to bridge that gap. Yeah, that's right. I think you've got to trade Ricky down to like a Condon or a, or a Topine. Yeah. Um, and then someone like a Barnett up. Yeah. And I probably, to be honest, I probably would do that. I mean, the only thing that like you, you are kind of behind the eight ball now. The guys at the top will already have him, so it's that old question of like is this the time to zag and hope that he stops performing? But it doesn't seem like he will. Yeah, and in the forwards as well, you know, the base will be there. Um, it would You're really starting to prey on, 
you know some bad wet weather game or a HIA or something. And I think that that's quite a, it's quite it's not really the way you want to be approaching it. Um, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's a tough position now. I mean, I broke my team last week to get him in. I sold Cody Walker to get him in. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm happy with how that went, and that's why I'm saying like something like a Barnett. Uh, like I wouldn't usually say that, and I'm ha- yep. very happy to keep Barnett. I'm going to keep him all the way to round 13 at least. But you got to find someone to get rid yeah. of. Maybe the thinking with that is, you know, you might be able to get someone at a cheap, you know, who's cheaper than Barnett, maybe getting ten points less. Um, you know, maybe giving up a little. Whereas the the ceiling for Fafita is just so high, as has been proven, that yeah. you know it would probably be worth a punt. He's a captaincy option again this week as well. Yeah, exactly. And and the Titans look good, and they're playing with a bit of confidence and the left edge for them in particular, and I'm sure we can talk about it a bit later on, but you know, some of their outside backs are looking pretty appealing um, who, and Titans are a side who is historically have been uh, super coach, pretty irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we may as well go through the team lists now, because as I said, it is a bumper TLT. So, so let's have a look. Um, so the first game is the uh, Thursday night game, the, the Panthers Broncos game. Now, first things first, it does feel like this game is going to be an absolute flogging, right? <laughs> it does. Uh, got a couple of mates who are Brisbane fans, and they are, um, you know, even as a you know long-suffering Tigers fan, I do feel sorry for them. Uh, or starting to feel sorry for them. The, there's not much to get excited about at all with Brisbane currently. No. And so, I, look, the big news is in that Broncos team that uh, Anthony Milford's been dropped and, and Brody Croft has been brought back in. Um, and as we said, uh, Jordan Ricky has been uh, benched for Tevita Bango Jr. And very popular back, uh, Tizinu, has also been dropped. So that's going to create probably two holes in a lot of people's teams. Um, people might have reserves that they can play instead of Tessie. Um, so you could maybe you can hold on to Tessie, but but a lot of people would be looking to trade him up. I certainly am. Yeah. Uh, but Ricky's a real problem because on the bench it looks like he could get a really low score and start losing money. So so he's basically got to go, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's a real, it's a bit of a shame. He's, I think he just missed so many tackles last week. I'm pretty sure he got hooked at one stage. Um, but he's made, you know, he's made a bit of money. Um, but yeah, coming off the bench, they're probably going to spend, you know, a bit of time behind the goalposts. He's, he's, you know, an urgent attention uh, to to move on. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so, I mean, the the Panthers team is more more or less kind of as as you might expect it to be. Yeah, it just does feel like a flogging. So, so any one of Brian Do- or Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, any of them are, are very good vice captaincy options. Yeah, but given that Melbourne and the Roosters are playing each other, um, which takes out well, it doesn't take out, but it means that like say Pappy and Teddy aren't yeah. great captaincy options potentially. And we did talk about Fafita a minute ago. Maybe he's a good option, but it'd be worth popping the straight Z on one of those guys, right? Definitely. Also, because of the way the team lists have, have seemed to uh, unfold today, your auto, your, you know, your AEs are probably going to be quite low. If you you might be carrying a couple of players coming off the bench, um, or you might have moved in, so uh, you'd have to probably run the numbers to see whether that's worth it um, as well. So. I, I actually quite like the straight captain option um, early in the season. Would you go Cleary or Luai? So Luai is playing better. 
uh, the um, the left flank for Penrith is is really um, coming together. But with the goal kicking, Cleary looked pretty good on, on Friday as well. Um, so I would probably go Cleary this week. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So everything's going down the Panthers' left. And so my head says, and, and the, the Broncos' right edge defense has been awful, although it'll look different this week because of the, you know, Tessie and, and Ricky being dropped. Yeah. But um, so my head sort of says, oh, Luai, like, you know, if, if Kikau gets over the line a couple of times, um, Luai is going to score massive and, and he's the guy. But something in my gut says the Broncos are so soft up the middle. I can see Cleary just going straight through the middle and, and scoring a few tries. I... Yeah, he'll take the line on. He backs up, He He's very good at backing up the middle as well. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I would, I would add to that is uh, the right-hand side on um, on Friday was starting to to get a bit more ball. And I don't know whether that's because he had that week out um, and the combinations with Momoroski and Staines are starting to click um, because Staines got over the line for a couple of tries and mm. Momoroski's getting more involved. So I think there was a little bit uh, less bias towards the left. Um, and, and in classic fashion, you know, I brought Toto in and, you know, the reality is at halftime, he hadn't scored that well at all. He, he, he really exploded in the second half, um, taking a heap of hit-ups. Um, so... You know, maybe there is going to be a bit more of a spread in the, the Penrith backline. Have you seen There Will Be Blood? No, I haven't. You have. So the famous line from the end of that movie, and it's a fucking fantastic movie, just quietly, like one of the best, <laughs> lead, one of the best leading performances of all time. But the famous line from the end of that movie is, "I drink your milkshake." Yeah, because it's about like you know, it's about oil drilling for oil, and he's talking about like basically stealing the oil from his from the guy that lives next door to him. And I just feel like Brian Do- or drinks Charlie Staines' milkshake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even when Charlie Staines lines up for a hit up, Brian yeah. Do- or just takes it for him. They just pass it to him anyway. You know, as an as an owner watching him, he's he's amazing. I mean, just as a footy fan, obviously, but um, he gets so involved and he will take multiple hit ups in a set at times, and he just gets the tackle bus. So, yeah, I think uh, they. You know, if you're a dummy half and you see Toto on your left and Staines on your right. I know who I'd be passing to. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, look, again, I think I've said this every week now, but if you don't have Toto, get him in your side. Particularly this week, he could score anything this week. Yeah. Um, he's still like, he's like 610K, I think. Yeah, right? uh, five, 592. Oh, 592. Well, even better. Like, yeah. at that price, I still think he's like, he's a steal, really. Well, that was the thing. I almost thought that he might have been out of reach for me, but even last week, I think he might have been at 550. It was a bargain. Yeah. You know, I had Crichton, who just just hasn't looked like he did last year. Do you still have Staines in your team? Yeah, I've kept him. I didn't play him last week, but I kind of just saw the draw, and he was you know pretty reasonably priced, um, and was kind of just praying for a game like last week. So if he can have you know one or two more of them, he could be um, could make a bit bit of bit of cash. Yeah, absolutely. I, I held on to him as well, luckily. Um, but I guess my question is, do you play him this week? I think I will play him. Um, the question would be at at who you know whose expense. But you know, yeah, I think I think he has to be played um, against Brisbane. Just to be terrified, like even in some of those games where they've scored a shitload of points, he's he's scored like ten. So I actually don't know what I'm going to do. The the guy that I'm that I might play him over is actually Sam Walker. Yeah. 
yeah. Sam Walker playing the Storm, but and if I look at my you know draft you know lineup for for this weekend, I've got that currently. I've got Staines playing over Walker. Walker was you know on maybe he was on seventeen with about twenty to go. Um, yeah. On Saturday night and and you know then all of a sudden just exploded at the end. Um, so you know they're playing the Storm. Their system's pretty good. They'll probably look to shut him down. So, you know, the upside of tries against Brisbane versus maybe a tight affair against Storm. There's a lot of yeah, merit to that. It's true. Like on again on paper, that makes perfect sense. But I just wonder, like, like if you think about usage, like Stains still even in a in a in a flogging might not see the ball, and yeah. Sam Walker's going to see the ball a lot, and pretty much like most of the attacks going to go through him. So even if they only score a few tries, he could still get a couple of try assists. Yeah. I just yeah. it's actually a really tough decision I'm gonna be thinking about all week. I mean, the, the obvious decision is to play stains over him, but I just don't know if that is actually gonna be the right one. Mm. You got me thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um oh well the, just the other one. Like we talked about Jerome Luai just quickly. I know a lot of people are, are kind of looking to get him in for this game because it does look like being another absolute flogging. Yeah. Uh, can't fault anyone for for wanting to do that. I mean, I've had him from the beginning. Absolutely love it. He's he's killing it. Yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? So I've cur- I'm currently running Watson and Moylan at five eight. So I'll be looking to upgrade that position very soon. Uh, Luai yeah. is a clear standout there um, with their draw and just the way he's been playing at the beginning. Um, but. I don't know whether I pull the trigger. I guess it's one of those things. If I don't pull the trigger this week, you know, when do you pull it with him? So, so what I wouldn't be doing is selling Watson if I could help it. Yeah, and people are going to be tempted because he only scored fifty odd last week, and like his cash growth has potentially, you know, his B is up to about sixty odd or something. I think. Yeah. Uh, but when he's playing lock, and it looks like he's back to lock this weekend, he's just a PPM machine. Yeah. Like yeah. if he's getting sixty minutes at lock. Like, that is just... Like, he's still pretty undervalued, in my opinion, and he's going to play round 13. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be touching Watson. I think that's the wrong trade. Yeah. If he, I mean, obviously, if you can find a way to trade Moylan up to, to Luai, then absolutely. But yeah. The other, the other option is, you know, Watson's quite flexible as well. He's got the, you know, dual position, um, which, you know, we, collect, you know, we can touch on it shortly, but with Little being dropped, you might be able to move him up to the hooker and then get, get there a different way. Um, but I agree with you on Watson. He's been amazing. And the one thing I didn't appreciate about him previously is just how hard he runs the ball, even you know, as, as a ball runner itself. So he's been he's been great this year. Oh yeah, he, and he's everywhere on the field. Like when he's playing in that middle, he's tackling, so, he's getting the ball, he's bumping off tackles, he's creating attacking opportunities. He's he's a super coach dream. Yeah. So actually, on Penrith as well, someone who. Would, has a very high ownership, um, but it's probably been a little bit frustrating this year to own. Would be Kurt Capewell. You're an owner. Yeah, I'm an owner, and this is. I mean, going back and forth on Capewell. Like I was sort of hesitant to bring him in when I did. It was yeah. when it was after the first week when Kelly got injured, and I needed like a 400k trade in, and I was trying to decide between him and Fergo and with Capewell, which was a mistake in the end. But Capewell hasn't been bad. No. Look, I'm certainly not going to trade him out this week against the Broncos. Agreed. I I might think he's got a higher ish break even, like in the 80s, but I still I'm still not going to trade him out. 
Yeah. If he does score kind of 40 again, like against the Broncos, I might think about trading him out next week. Yeah. I think he will play Origin. Yep, yeah, agreed. I think he's either going to be in the centres or on the bench. Yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't give you a number. And and that sort of 65 minutes is not great. I mean, the, the flip side of that is that he still gets decent base for a back. Like, he's still getting sort of 35 in base even when he plays those 60-minute games. Yeah. And it does look like just because their draw is so good and they're so good in attack, he's going to score as many tries as most centres do anyway. Yeah. So there's, I, I can see an argument for, for holding him for a while. Yeah. I think if you're trading Capel, it's probably a bit of a luxury trade at this stage. Um, 100%. And, and you don't, you'd want to be flying. I could def, as you said, I understand why you'd want to get rid of him because it's frustrating. But I think you've got to remember that you know, in the centres where you know, there's been a pretty wide range of scores, uh, he's pretty safe and, and, and uh, can find the line. So, yeah, against Brisbane, roll the dice. He's going he's gonna to keep going well, I think. You'd think so. And you probably only need like one HIA in the forwards to, to play 80-minute games. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. No, I think he's a hold for the moment. Yeah. Let's see how he goes over the next week or two. Uh, let's Okay, let's finally move on. Um, <laughs> Knights Sharks. Uh, so there's not nearly as much to see here. Knights get a lot of their players back. Bradman Best is probably the big in for them. Um, coming back from injury, Kurt Mann... Is back from the head knock, which sends Watson back to lock, which is great news for super coaches. Yeah, and the and the other one I guess is Braden Musgrove is a cheapy. Looks like I think he's going to play on the left wing. Yeah. Um. So that's he's a watch there. Uh, the only thing is like, is he you know is Stafford Toa injured or is he just going to come back next week? So we don't really know. So you know, yeah. don't buy him this week, but interesting to see how he goes yeah that's right i think edrick lee's got to be somewhere you know in the, in the pipeline i'm hearing so. differing reports i think he still still might be like four or five weeks away right okay and uh, if he's got that spot until then then that's probably yeah. enough yes uh but yeah i don't know what's going on with stuff at toa, toa so let's just wait a couple of weeks on him excellent and then bradman best i agree he looked really good before his injury um he's priced about 550 um so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. He's got to break even about fifty, I think. So he um, we can probably wait and see how he goes in the, I guess, injury affected nights lineup. But um, he's definitely one to watch as well. Yeah, he certainly is, and and Ponga might even help him even more. But um, they've got a really rough draw coming up. Yeah, yeah. Sharks, Penrose, Bruce's Raiders. So that is pretty awful. So for me, it's a big no thanks on Bradman Best just now. Yep, so he could be, you know, when you get into round 10, a juicy matchup against the Tigers, maybe he's dropped a little bit of value. Yeah, or at least sort of held. Yeah. You know, not not gotten any more expensive. And if he doesn't play Origin, he does play round 13, so he might be a good trade-in around then. He's, I'd say he's in the mix for Origin, to be honest. Yeah, I think. If his form is good over the next month. Yep, agreed. But um, probably less than 50%, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think... Yeah, maybe someone like a Lomax would be a smoky as well. Um, I think Latrell will get one of the positions. Yep. So maybe, and then you've got the likes of Jack White and Turbo maybe on in the centres. Yep. yep. You know, Jack White and maybe gets picked at five eighth. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Lomax is probably in the mix as well. So yeah, maybe, maybe not. All right. 
So we're moving to the Sharks. There's not a huge amount to see here. The, the, probably the biggest thing in that team is that Ty Wilton is still getting picked. So he's a cheapie that if you if you got on him, you, you're probably laughing. I don't think I'd get him on, get on him now because it kind of feels like, well, he's he's basically in the team because Wade Graham's yeah. Head he's the beneficiary of Wade Graham. I actually brought him in last week. Um, oh really? And the reason for that was more so because um, I just he was a bit awkwardly priced, but he was starting. I thought he might get two games, and then because someone like a Condon. Um, and uh, was available third game this week. I thought, you know, worst case scenario, I can make quick, quick sixty or seventy thousand. Um, and I had, cause I hadn't traded the week before, but I've kind of got a little bit lucky there. Um, with oh yeah, you're laughing. Yeah, but then I wonder now whether you know John Morris has just been he's just walked, so he's not he's you know Josh Hannon is going to be I think the caretaker coach there. So who knows, you know, what the selection of this Sharks lineup is going to look like going forward. Um, That's but yeah, true. So, you know, they, he could shake up a couple of things. Um, but, you know, Wilton previously looked like he, he was his favourite. He plays solid enough. Um, he's played big minutes. Um, so, you know, he's a very, he was a very short-term, you know, cash grab for me because I missed out on – well, I decided not to go Schuster because he was in, in, in the halves and um, I needed to get some money. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, as we say, good, good effort because uh, he's looking pretty good for you. Yeah. The, other, the other thing about him is Talakai. Is on the mm. bench, which is potentially bad for him, but just interesting from a super coach perspective in general because he was a machine last year. He was awesome, and um, and you know he can pick him in centers still. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see how he goes. Maybe if he kind of gets eased back in a little bit and starts off the bench, his price might drop a, a little bit. So um, yeah, very interesting watch on him. I'll be interested to see if he sort of goes straight back into that form of busting tackles and stuff because he was unstoppable last year. Yeah, you'd think even someone like him, you know, even with shorter minutes, a bit of impact, uh, the way that he kind of hit, hit, hit the holes out wide, um, you know, particularly when SJ comes back, he had a pretty good combination with him. Um, so that might be one to yeah, keep yeah, your eye absolutely. on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we've got a big game here next up. This is the, the Saturday night, oh, sorry, Friday night game, Storm versus the, the Roosters. Obviously, Pappenhausen is absolutely killing it. <laughs> There's not, yeah. Again, not that much to see in this in this team lineup. Um, Harry Grant's on the bench again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so not much to see there. Yeah, I think you know, yep. Camp the Christian Welch. I put Christian Welch. He finally repaid the faith. Um, he got a hundred. He scored his first. You know, scored a try that I think yeah, uh, nice. even he was surprised that he he scored. So that you know, he's he's found his offload. He got twenty points in offloads two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So he's, he's starting to t- turn it and pop. But, um, yeah, besides that, you know, looking around, I mean, Munster, Munster owners must be a little bit, um, you know, um, maybe concerned with, the, you know, he hasn't really benefited um, from, from their wins. Um, he's been solid. Like, he's getting a lot of sort of 70s and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, he hasn't really kind of turned it on yet. You would be a bit frustrated as an owner given given how well they've played in some of those games. Yeah, and then, yeah, Harry Grant is the other one who, you know, him coming off the bench is, is probably a good thing um, for super coach uh, going forward. If he, I imagine he'll take the number nine eventually. Um, yeah, so he might drop a bit. I was I was saying to Beaver last week, like, with Watson and Braley going so well at hooker and both of them probably available for round 13, I just don't think I'm going to change that. 
Yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but yeah. the other thing with Watson is you can bring Watson down into 5.8 and you might want to get in uh, Simpkins. Yes. Who's been named. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, so, yeah, yeah I don't know. I just I can't really fit Harry Grant in right now. And he yeah. will play Origin. So, you know, the more weeks you leave it, the more awkward it gets. Yeah, and I, I genuinely believe as well, maybe this is a, you know, goes against the grain a bit, but he still hasn't played... Um, you know, a lot of games back to back, and even last year when he was at the Tigers, I noticed that he by the end of the season he was basically taped up everywhere. Um, so you know, he's I think there's durability. Um, I think in some ways with him um, as well, with, especially when he goes through Origin. Yeah, that's hundred percent right. So I mean, one I guess one thing you could do is wait until after round thirteen and look to get him in. But if getting him in over the Origin period, yeah. They probably Seems look to rest him. Dicey, yeah, he might get rested a bit. So, yeah, he's a wait and see for me. Um, so onto the Roosters. Uh, obviously, we have Sam Walker there that's killing it. Uh, so, and he's just about to have a huge price rise. So, if you yeah. don't get him in, he's if you don't have him already, he's an absolute priority this week. It's a must. Um, so they've got that hooker crisis. They've named um the Benjamin Mushkey. Yeah, but they've got to fight his judiciary charge, so we'll see. Um, Lindsay Collins is on the, back on the bench. Yeah, I'm still quite interested in him. I'll be interested to see how he goes this week and and what his minutes look like. It might ease him back in a little bit. Yeah, but he's still sort of cheapish, and um, looked like he was going to get really good minutes early on in the season. So and he started really I'm, well. Yeah. yeah, quite interested in him. Um, Satili. Got benched last week. I'm hoping as an owner that that was just a, as a result of coming back from that head knock. Yeah. He's named to start again. We'll see if he gets benched. I'll be annoyed. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I've got him as well. It's it's a shame because he's obviously shown that when he you know, p- plays a full game, he, he can not only get attacking stats, but his base was actually pretty good beforehand as well. Yeah, I think exactly. You just, I think you just ride him out for now. Yeah. Um, Hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's a hold now. If you've still got him, he's an absolute hold. And he's at a picked yeah, up. Sorry, I was going to say he's at a price where you know it, it, it'll reverse quite quickly. Yeah, agree. And also they've got in around sort of nine, ten, or ten, eleven. They've got Broncos, Cowboys back to back. Yeah, lovely. So things you love you to know, see. Yeah, just just hold him now. Yeah, I'm playing. I I'll, I think I'm going to play him this week as well, as long as he's not benched. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. The Manly Titans game, big news. Tommy Turbo is back. <laughs> yeah, as if as if he didn't need any more, uh, you know, choice <laughs> choice at fullback. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. It, it's almost like, like it seems ridiculous to say, but with Teddy and and Latrell and and obviously Pappenhausen, he's almost like a non-event. Like he's not yeah. almost like not super coach relevant, which is crazy because he's been one of the best super coach players in the game. Yeah, I know. And obviously, he's got his injury concerns and history. Um, but obviously, the way that he always just, you know, he'll take hit-ups like a forward. It was just so amazing. He's such a focal point of their attack. Um, yeah, he could just be, a, you know, that would be a, a real zag. Sure would. I mean, you've got to think that he kind of works his way back in a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, you think so. Um, yeah, and, and that lineup. I mean, they had a good win on, on Friday, but, you know, there's not a lot to like about Manly at the moment. No, like the team around him doesn't seem like it's doing much. Um, 
the loss of Fenua Blake in particular has really hurt him. Yeah. So, time. like, you'd be crazy to get him in this week. I mean, the week after he's got the Tigers, which looks pretty good, but then he's got yeah. the Panthers. I don't know. Maybe around that, like, he does have the Broncos in round 10. Yeah, I guess if they get a little run, maybe he's just, you know, that's just a situation where, you know, it looks like, you know, the way that the game has evolved in terms of the way that, you know, super coaches scored and, you know, it's not all in the forwards anymore that if you've got trades up your sleeve and you can, you know, roll the dice for a couple of weeks, you maybe can capture, you know, regain a lot of a lot of ground um, if he goes on a bit of a tear. But um, I think that's just something to keep at the back of your mind. Um, but yeah, not, not right at the moment. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, Titans. Uh, so Brian Kelly played his second game last week, and he'll be playing his third game. His break even is, uh, what is it? It's like seven, oh, 63 or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not low or high. It's you know, it's just yep. kind of in the middle. I want to talk about a bunch of uh, center wings that are kind of around around that price, around that yep. sort of four hundred and eighty to five hundred and thirty k price. There's a bunch of interesting options. So I want to do a bit of a. Con- compare and contrast because I think a lot of people will be looking to uh, trade up Tessie this week and they'll be kind of thinking about who the best option is. So he's definitely in that category. Otherwise, the team's pretty, you know, what we've seen going forward. We've talked about David Fafita already. Uh, Tino had a very down week last week. Yeah, I I really don't know what to make of that. I think obviously there was, uh, I think Sammy went off early, uh, which kind of, caused a reshuffle to the to the team. Um, so I think he found himself a bit wider than than otherwise, but um, he still played decent minutes and just, yeah, just the ball wasn't getting to him. Yeah, he didn't get much ball. And he does have this habit of kind of slipping off tackles. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're an owner, I wouldn't be panicking, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I can see a bit of a bounce back this week, but yeah, he's sort of... Because it's yeah, sort you, of a tough one, isn't it? You got rid of him the other week, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. And like the first week I was like, <laughs> so annoyed because he scored like 90 odd and I was like here we go he's going to go for a run of like hundreds um, and then he then that terrible score last week made me feel a bit better so yeah because yeah, you might not be rushing to get him in if no I'm not really rushing to get him back in now and but the funny thing is like that prop forward spot the second prop forward spot is it's kind of hard right like Clemmer yeah. and Paulo all had bad score, scores yeah. last week I think the, the one to watch would be Haas. Um, Absolutely. You know, so he, Haas is very interesting. I thought watching the, the two games that he's played since he's been back, I actually thought he looked great. Yeah, and he plays big um, minutes for them. Plays big minutes. He's playing bigger minutes than I thought he would. He's playing yeah. sort of around that 70-minute mark. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't actually hasn't actually translated into amazing super coach scores, but I think that that's not far away. Yeah, and I think once, once he levels out, he would be almost a set and forget. Absolutely, yeah. Again, I think he's probably going to play Origin, but yeah, not one hundred percent. But I, I reckon he will. But even still, yeah, in two or three weeks' time, I think around that sort of six hundred, six hundred twenty k mark, yeah, yeah, just get him in. And then if you've got one of those other guns in that other prop forward spot, happy days. But anyway, back to the Titans. Uh, so Tyron Peachy had that big score. He basically played like eighty minutes in the middle. Yeah last week um, because of that. I think mostly because of that Sammy injury. Yeah. Uh, he's another one in that sort of list I've got that we'll go through in a minute. But apart from that, the, the team's kind of... Yeah, as as we've seen. As we've seen. So just quickly, the 
got the Bunnies Tigers game. Uh, the Bunnies the Bunnies seems more or less straightforward. Uh, Hoster's in again for for Kuala Matangi. Otherwise, it's standard. The Tigers team is very interesting though. After yes. that terrible result for our poor Tigers last week. Yes. Classic, wasn't it? Just classic. Yeah, I was Big out. crowd at Leichhardt, expected yeah. to win. Whenever you hear the words Tigers next to expected to win, yeah, you know you're in for a bad day. Mate, they were seventeen, and uh, <laughs> I was, I could never bet against them, but I should have just an emotional hedge. Um, you know, you could have made some serious coin, and it wasn't even, you know, not surprising. But, yeah, I was out in the hill. Oh, it's just tough. You were there, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was what, was the, what was the crowd like? It's pretty bad, to be honest. Like, normally you're just angry, you know, when you see it. You just you look for something to blame. I think everyone was just actually depressed. It was really upsetting. They just you know, couldn't even turn up for the for Tommy. Um, you know, they got booed off at halftime, which I've never seen before. Um, they did come back in the second half, and obviously, you know, after getting a rocket put up them. Um, and, you know, when they throw the ball around, they actually look all right. Um, but, yeah, too little too late. And to be honest, you know, I think we hadn't lost to the Cowboys at Leichhardt since 2000. Um, you know, Thurston had a 0-13 record against the Tigers in Sydney, and then we lost to possibly one of the worst Cowboys sides we've ever seen. So, you know, that's rugby league, I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah. It's so, a Tigers fan. <laughs> but, look, they've made some changes this week. Um, obviously, the big one is Jake Simpkin, who's been absolutely killing it in reserve grade. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how he how that, you know, translates in first grade. Um He's, you know, because Little was great for Supercoach, but, uh, you know, I think his service was a bit slow from dummy half. And, uh, it's pretty interesting that he's been dropped altogether. Yes. Like, I was expecting maybe Simpkin to get, like, start in the 14. Yeah. And kind of get eased in that way and still have Little there and they maybe they share the minutes equally. But he's just gone. Like, I certainly didn't think that Little was kind of their worst out there, but I am, I am very excited to see Simpkin play. And as I said before, like I think if you've got Watson up at hooker, he could be quite an interesting one to drop Watson down into the five eight spot and and get Simpkin in in a couple of weeks. But let's yeah. let's see how he goes. Yeah, I think he'll definitely be one to uh, to to get. Um, it's kind of a nice time of, of the season to uh, get a cheapie as well, just after everyone's kind of um, you know made their money. Uh, the other one that's done really well, I actually traded him out for Ryan James was Stefano. Oh, no. A couple of weeks ago, just because he, he was on the bench, you know, Musgrove came back. I thought the the rotation was going to be a bit off, and you know, he scored. He scored a try, scored another try, and he's now he's starting, and he looks really good. Uh, oh man, he's so good. Yeah, he's he's um, he's a PPM machine, and he's he a just big looks body. good. Yeah, yeah, he just looks good for for actual footy as well. He's got a bit yeah. of knockload in him. Yeah. He's um, and that bench now with with Mbai on the bench and Garner on the bench. Like, pretty much they've been carrying three props the whole time. Yeah. So they've got Offangawi playing at 11 now, so he might rot- rotate through the middle at some point, but kind of looks better for him as well. Yeah. If he's top... getting 45 minutes, like, I'm I'm happy to run with him like yeah. almost until Origin as my second prop. Because they play this around 13. Yeah, they play around 13. Yeah, they um, do. And he's he'd be a great person to have because quite often, you know, if you get some, you know, like even we've seen some cheapies like a, Tessie or a Ricky, they're gone by the time, you know, the buys matter. So to have someone like Stefano um, is great. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he still might not get amazing minutes, so we'll see how the rotations work out. But, um, 
yeah, it's it's positive from a Supercoach perspective. Yeah, definitely. All right. And the Raiders, so the Raiders are a tough game against the Eels. So the big news there is that Ryan James is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's just because uh, he's had a couple of head knocks in a couple of weeks. So I'm hoping that it's just getting sort of rested based on that. Yeah, um, they, they, I don't, have you heard anything? No, they haven't. Uh, I don't think they've mentioned anything, but I thought that obviously he had the HIA against the Warriors and then he went off for HIA on Friday, although he came back. Um, but I do know they've got some rules around having a couple of concussions or maybe even they're just HIA tests in a couple of weeks that you kind of have to have an automatic week off, which I think is what's happened with Wade Graham. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure whether that's just something that's just fallen, you know, off off the media. But I imagine it's having a rest. Um, yeah, HIA related. Um, yeah, that's what I, I think. But I guess we'll wait to see if there's more information on that. Yeah. Uh, look, I would have been gutted had the Stefano news not come through about with him starting. But given yeah. that I can just kind of play Stefano there instead of Ryan James, that is fine. That's right. Because I was old. actually playing Ryan James. I was going to say, tw- everyone's tw- favourite 2020 GPM Ragula is back. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is too. So, yeah, Caleb Aikens as well gets that spot, but it's not really super coach relevant. Yeah, no. A guy that I'm very interested in in this team is Hudson Young. Mm. So it just seemed like we were worried, I think, about whether he not whether or not he'd get 80 with like, what's his name? Corey Harrianar and... Yeah, and that sort of stuff. But it's just he's just getting 80 every week and he looks very good. He's yeah. sort of try reliant a little bit, but yeah. but his base is not too bad, and he's still quite well priced around that five hundred k mark. He just looks good. He looks and really he just good. Looks good. Tough game this week against the Eels, so I'm probably not going to pull the trigger this week. But next week he's got the Cowboys, and they've got a little run actually after after this week. So yeah, he, he's definitely someone I've got my eye on, and uh, I think job security now. I think we've got our answer, so um, he could be one to slot in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so onto the onto the eels. So what have we got here? We've got Dylan Brown's got at least one week, but maybe two two yep. weeks suspension. So Will Smith, Will Smith comes in for him. Ryan Madison has been named, but do you trust it? Yeah, I think with this hate, you know, this concussion. And his history of it as well. So he, you know, he had a couple of concussion issues at the Roosters. Um, so he's got he's had history for that. And Eels are obviously they've got the round thirteen. They play then. He's you know a proven S, uh, super coach gun as well. But you'd be pretty brave to bring him in, I think. Yeah, well, you just got to wait and see if he plays. But yeah, he's been named I think the last two weeks, and he keeps pulling out like yeah. on game day or close to it. So it's a bit. I don't know what's going on there. But, I mean, the, the person that's important for is Papali'i. Yeah. For a back rower, his involvement is through the roof. Yeah. Now, like, a lot of people are getting him in this week, and I can I can totally understand why. Like, he's just everywhere. And he not only is he everywhere, but it's, like, quality involvement, right? Yep. Like, he he's busting tackles, he's making tackles, he's scoring tries, he's he's doing a lot. Yep. But, but on the bench, yeah. like, if Madison is back, do you buy him when he's playing off the bench? I mean, even when he was on the bench, he was getting pretty good minutes. Like he was sort of getting, what, I think 45, 50 minutes in the middle. But Yep. It's an I interesting one because uh, he 
he was awkwardly priced as well, right? He was kind of in that mid to high 400s at the beginning. Um, so obviously he's, he's increased, but yeah, I agree. I think he at the there's probably going to be better better at that um, price point that will probably be more consistent. Um, unless, you know, Sean Lane didn't play very well uh, on Sunday. I wonder whether they, you know, whether his his position would be at, at risk with the way that um, Papa Lee has been playing. Maybe. That's a, I mean, look, if it happens on game day, maybe. Yeah. It's pretty speculative. But yeah, look, I can see why people are getting him in. I think even off the bench, he's going to score well, but I just don't know if it's going to be well enough for me to be interested in him at in interested in him now that he's like sort of what 530k or something yeah that's right that's right all right next game's the dragons warriors um the dragons team's more or less the same as it has been uh the only thing is that uh, josh mcguire's on that extended bench so yeah that's big it's kind of interesting they've brought him over in his name straight away albeit on an extended bench but you think he's probably a good chance of coming in might be bad for Fuima owner owners, but yeah. he's probably ready to, to be sold anyway, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, for the Warriors, now, Fusatu is out. Peter Hiku comes onto the wing. Uh, I was hoping that Bunty Afoa might get named to start. Yeah. Now that there's this AFB injury, but it hasn't happened. It's Leeson. But maybe... You know, I'm still going to be watching Bontiafoa because he's he's got that dual position and he's still only 280k. Yeah, so he's kind of interesting there, but he'll need at least 40 minutes to be kind of relevant. Definitely. Um, the one we didn't talk about, just going back a bit, is Matt Lodge. Yeah. So Ricky being benched and and TPJ get moved to an edge. I wonder what that means for Lodge. Yeah, he was a bit of a preseason hype around him, right? Because he's three hundred thousand. He's still three hundred thousand, so he's still the same price basically as he was in the preseason. He's got a break even at fifteen. He's coming. Yeah, he's got a break even at fifteen exactly. So maybe Lodge is the guy if you if you're sort of looking for a downgrade in the front row, or like, and he's playable, and he probably will play around thirteen. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what his minutes would be like. So he's played forty six and fifty. Um, so that's probably a good indicator, but he does have uh, his... Carrigan wasn't there last week. Yeah, true. So Carrigan comes back, but TPJ's moved on to the to the edge, so maybe he still gets forty five or fifty minutes. Yeah, and you know he's had some. Uh, he was good super coach for a couple of years. Um, if he gets the minutes, yeah, at that price, you really can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate him as a player. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> just yes. I agree. I hate him so much. All right. Cowboys Bulldogs. So this is the battle of the cheapies. So we've got the Franger, as he's been named, <laughs> Ben Condon, uh, starting at 12, which is pretty good news. He's like not quite bottom dollar, but almost bottom dollar, 186K. Yeah. Scored a try in the last game. He's only been playing like 50 minutes on the edge, which is mm-hmm. not good. And his, his work rate's not great. And he does slip off a bunch of tackles, I noticed. But having said that, he's got that 60-odd in his, his rolling average now, and it's in his second game. He's named to start on the edge. The bench actually looks a bit better for him this yeah. week. Like, it's all middles in the bench. I don't know if Cohen Hess gets rotated into the, onto the edge. Yeah. Maybe he does, but maybe not. 
So keeping that spot with you know Tamaloa coming back is probably a good thing. Obviously, Josh Maguire's just left them as well. Um, yeah, so... there's talk of what uh, what's his name Gilbert. Oh yeah, there's talk of Gilbert getting that spot when he's ready, but he's still nowhere to be seen. So I think I'm getting him in. Like hard to turn down a, a starting second roller. Yeah, um, exactly right. Get a couple with of a decent score in his rolling average, more or less bottom dollar. There's certainly risks around him. He could get dropped next week. His his PPM's not good, but I'm just not sure I can turn it down. And decent matchup this week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Otherwise, the the Cowboys side looks more or less kind of as it, as it was last week. I think obviously um the hammer's injured. Justin O'Neill comes in, but no supercoach relevance there. The big supercoach relevance, as we said on the other side, is Jackson to Pine. Mm. Uh, named in the 14 again for the Bulldogs, and he is bottom dollar. Uh, he hasn't been getting great minutes or great scores. What do you reckon? So I had a, he was on the watch list after he's 50-odd in the first game, um, but what did he get on the weekend? He got 20-odd, didn't he? 20-odd, yeah. So sorry, he does have one decent score in his rolling yeah. average, but it's in the first game, so you're only going to get maybe one price rise out of him if he doesn't score well going forward. Yeah, so I think, you know... I'd be going, you know, Condon before that. Um, yeah, I think there's just probably a couple of other options at the moment. Um, I would probably avoid. I, just, I don't know how much you'll get out of him for two trades. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I'm going to go Condon over to Pine. I can see an argument for, for actually not getting either of them. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about Condon's job security and his PPM. Uh, but it suits me reasonably well to... to to downgrade someone, so I'm just going to have to pull the trigger on Condon. Yeah, I think with Ricky, that actually looks like a pretty good move this week. Yeah, I think that's right. All right, that's a team list. Laboured through that a little bit, but um, it was a bit of a TLT bonanza this week, so it's worth <laughs> going through it in a bit of detail. Hey, so so I kind of mentioned it uh, in passing there, but as I said, a lot of people are going to be looking to either upgrade or downgrade Tessie New. Mm. Uh and there's a bunch of options, sort of, would say mid-range options, but probably low keeper options, like maybe keeper options that yep. you could get in. And this is on the assumption that you've probably already got Brian Dotter and, you know, maybe you can't afford the likes of Brett Morris. Yeah, of course. Um, but you do, you do want an upgrade uh, and you're looking at a guy that, you know, could be a, a keeper, a season-long keeper. Yep. So the guys I have on my list here are... Val Holmes, Brian Kelly, Peachy, Virgo, and Corey Thompson. Yep. So let's just go through them quickly. I'll go. I'll run some stats past you. So we've got Val Holmes. His base at fullback has been around twenty-seven. Yeah. Uh, he's five hundred and ten k. His base plus power. So that when I say base plus power, I mean adding in offloads and tackle busts. Uh, is thirty-five, and he's got a break-even of sixty-seven. So just remember that twenty base of twenty seven base base plus power of thirty five at five hundred and ten k. You got Kelly. Kelly doesn't have a lot of data because he's only played two games, but his base plus power in those two games is forty two point five, and base of thirty two point five. So, uh, his base well, Kelly's base and base plus power is better than Holmes, and he's cheaper. But I wasn't counting Holmes as kicking in that. Yeah, that's that's a big leveler there. Um... Yeah. So, so Holmes does have the kicking, uh, you know, 
argument over how much how many goals he's actually going to kick. Yeah, that's right. I guess Kelly's on that left edge, Fafita's edge, um, in a side that's playing pretty good footy. Yeah, that's right. And he he had that really really good run at the end of last year, where his his base and his baseball power is just off the charts. Yeah, that's right. Now, two. So so we talked briefly about Peachy. So Peachy's base, as an interesting comparison, is 36. So it's the highest out of the guys that I've mentioned so far, and base plus power out of 47. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't count the the 80 minute game that he had on the weekend in those stats, but it actually wasn't surprisingly wasn't that much higher. But you might you could argue, I suppose, that he's maybe less likely to get the tries in the middle. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I watched that game on on Saturday, and it's probably the first game I. You know, full game I got to see the Titans, and obviously the, there was that Sammy injury, um, but he was in everything, um, and I'm not sure whether it was because you know Taylor and Fogarty had their you know injury clouds previously, but he was jumping to first receiver, taking hit ups, also looking to promote the ball, and that is so good for Super Coach, um, and he's obviously had a couple of seasons in the past where he's, he's exploded, so. It'd be. I don't know what his minutes will look like, and I guess that's probably the thing that would um, you'd really have to weigh up. Yeah, that's the biggest concern. I mean, yeah. So he's been getting around sort of forty-five minutes in the middle. Typically, mm. he got more. He got, as I said, he got basically eighty in the middle. I think on the weekend because of injury. But I guess like maybe he showed that he can play more minutes in yeah. there and be effective. So if he starts getting sort of fifty-five, sixty minutes in the middle. Yeah, like he's he basically becomes a must-have, I think. Yeah. Um, but you're right. At 45 minutes, I'm I'm not sure that I can do it. You're a bit nervous, yeah. You're a bit nervous, and um, like it's still not going to be terrible. Even at 45 minutes, you think he's going to score in the 30s most games, which is not that bad for a center winger. No. Um, his his B is 43. From from what I, from memory, yeah, well, I think it's about that. Yeah. Down. Um. So he might go up a little bit this week, but you could probably have another look. Yeah. Yeah, he's a tough one, Peachy. Then we've got Fergo. So Fergo's a little bit more expensive. He's 520K. His base plus power is 44.6 and flat base of 32 um, with a break even of 37. He's scored a lot of tries. Yeah. Uh, he's much more involved than he was last year just because people are passing the ball to him. Yeah, definitely. It seems like that, that side of the you know, that side of the field for them is just seeing a lot more ball. I don't, I don't know what to think about Fergo at this point at 520k. Yeah, I think... I actually think he's still a pretty good option. Yeah. He's an interesting one. Um, so he got, what, 45 on the weekend? Um, and that would have been mainly in, in base, right? So the interesting thing about that was he was on an absolute stinker so yeah. he's on about 25 points with like a minute to go in that game. And he took one run where he like bumped a couple of guys off, yeah. made an offload that ended up being a line break assist and sort of scored about 15 or 16 points without doing a whole lot in one kind yeah. of play. So he went from like, I don't know, maybe a 28 to a 45 in the last minute yeah. in chunk time. So people would have been sweating a bit there, which turns me off a little bit. But he also had a couple of try scoring opportunities or close to where he could have Maybe got another one and didn't. So yeah, do you have him? I don't. Yeah, so he's an interesting because obviously they've got the buyers. Uh, sorry, the round thirteen as well. Um, I think yeah. at the price, he's gone up quite a bit. Um, I guess he, he 
pretty ordinary last year, but you know Parramatta are playing okay. Um, it looks like, as you said, the ball's going that way instead of Sevo's side. Um, so after this week, he's got the Broncos and Bulldogs in a row. Well, there you go. And you know, Eels are, f- are flat track bullies. They are. They and are. That's, that's the interesting thing, right? So I think you know where we're getting to with this is that it's not an easy choice. It is. Um, it is really not an easy choice. So, like, I look at these five guys. The only one we haven't talked about so far is Corey Thompson, mm-hmm. and there's nothing in it. Yeah, Tubbs is on fire. Corey, he's he's yeah. had a great start, and you know, he's the beneficiary of playing, I guess, on that left side. So, does that you know weigh into the um, the Kelly argument again? But you know, he's he's a good finisher, and he's getting the ball out there. So, you know, it's it's good to see. He's got the lowest base out of that lot, um, and he's m- the most expensive. So he's now 530K. He's got base of 30 and base plus power of 40. Yeah, well, but I say he's got the lowest base. There's not much in it. Like, yeah. It's only two points lower than Fergo. For a winger, he's still quite involved. Um, he's scored six tries in five games. So mm-hmm. I guess the question for him is, like, do you think that's going to continue? He is probably the most try-reliant of the lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously, Fergo is too, but... Uh, he's very try reliant, and so you got to assume that he's going to keep scoring them. But maybe he will. Yeah. So we haven't talked. Like, so three of the guys we mentioned are, are Titans players. We haven't talked about their draw yet. So we mentioned that Fergus draw is good. Their draw is also very good. So Manly this week, uh, South the week after, which is obviously not so good. But then the Broncos and Tigers in a row. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then there's a, there's a hard game against Penrith after that, and then Bulldogs, Sharks, and then Melbourne is the round 13 game with all their stars away. So that's not so bad either. It is an interesting one because I guess, you know, this centers is, you know, it's, it's where you can get such a wide range of scores. Um, and you'd be trying to look to, you know, upgrade those scores um, sooner rather than later. So looking through that, that's a, that's a tough list. It is. So I've got to make that choice this week. So I am going to going to pull the trigger on one of these guys. I'm leaning towards Brian Kelly. Um, he's the other thing. One thing we haven't mentioned is ownership, right? So like Fergo, for example, is like 21 percent ownership. Kelly's one percent because he's been injured. Yeah. Uh, Holmes's ownership, I think, is a bit higher, but I get the sense that a lot of people that own Holmes might be kind of more casual super coach players because I don't see him come up in. In teams that often, fifty range. The only other one I'd add in there is someone who I've got, and you know, people would get the benefit of having a you know, massive price drop. Is Campbell Graham? Because Souths have a pretty good draw. Uh, he's How been, much is Campbell Graham now? He's down to four forty. He got eighty five. Mm-hmm. He got eighty five on Thursday. Yeah. Um, okay. And he's he didn't score a try. I don't think he basically had zero attacking stats in the first four games. And he got yeah. You know, he was averaging 38, so he got 37, 33, 36, 44. Um, so he, he's just the type of guy who really takes the hit-ups. He just seems to starting to bust up a little bit. So maybe not quite, you know, in that list that you've just said, but, you know, a lot of them have had the benefit of scoring tries. Yeah, I just can't pick a guy who's, like, not on the favoured side. Yeah, it's at, and I guess you know that's, I mean? that's definitely a, a frustration of owning him. I think he might have benefited from Cody being out, actually. Yeah, so... 
Like I, I think at four forty, he's well worth a shot in a team that's going to flog some some teams. But it does seem like they favour the left a lot. Yeah. Um. So Holmes has only got six percent ownership, which is actually lower than I thought. Um. But of that list, he's probably the one that would scare me the most. To be honest, he only scored fifty in the game against the Tigers when they put on like forty points, and yeah. a big chunk of that was in goals. What what's he going to score when they come up against like they have they do have a few hard games coming up. Yeah. The draw is kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's okay, but not great. So they've got the Bulldogs this week, which is pretty good, but then they've got the Raiders. Uh, they've got two pretty good games against New Zealand and the Broncos, but then they've got the Roosters after that. Like, I just feel like in that Roosters game, he could score like 20. Yeah, I think out of that list, I would say, I think Kelly has high ceiling and the ownership pieces you said. Uh, he's probably the pick. Peachy, I think, wait a week. Fergo's kind of had his run, so maybe see what happens if he doesn't get attacking for a little while. And then I'd probably, yeah, Val, I probably wouldn't look at, despite the fact that, you know, fullbacks have been awesome this year and he's available in the centres. I think, you know, the team that he's in, as you said, in a couple of hard games, you can't really see him doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. I've come, basically come to the same conclusion, but I'm not confident in it. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to pick Kelly off that list just because, I don't know, he, he's just got that really good base and power and kind of makes something out of nothing. And he, I feel like Fafita's going to scare the crap out of people and like they're just going to leave him alone a bit. Well, yeah, it'll come to a point where obviously he scored so many tries, they're just going to use him as decoy, right? I think so. And they'll just, sweep, so. They'll just sweep around. and Yeah. They're, they're halves... Um, don't run it as much, so they'll probably look more to shift. So um, early ball out to them, pretty pretty damaging. Plus now for feeders offloading, um, which is why you know I've got I've got Brimson, um, and who I'll probably be moving on this week. Uh, he just hasn't been sweeping and passing like the other fullbacks have. Yeah, that's an interesting one because they've got a pretty good matchup this week. Yeah. I mean, you're just losing so many points, though, with the other fullbacks. Well, that's right. I think I think I'll go to Latrell this week from Brimson to Latrell. Just they're playing the Tigers and they've got some others. So yeah, that's probably what I'm penciling in this week. And Latrell looks like he's... You know, two weeks ago, I was going to do the, the Teddy to Latrell trade. Mm. I was all loaded up to do it. And the only reason I didn't do it is because in that, I think it was the Thursday night game, or maybe the Friday night game, the Panthers, I've got, I had To'o and Luai, and they put on that huge score. Um, I think it was against Manly. Yeah. And I just felt like oh, I'm so far ahead of the game. I don't need to take a risk now. Yeah. And trade out Teddy. But if I had, I'd be well inside the top 100. Yeah. That's a tough one. And, and I yeah. think that's actually a good I literally thing. was like ready to go, and that's the only reason I didn't do it. I was like, I'm, I'm taking too much of a risk now that I'm, I'm having a good week. That's a good point, though. Like, it is... You know, you can, you know, make those decisions where, uh, you know, Teddy goes out um, and he just turns up, which he does for fun. I have read a lot uh, of, you know, lately super coach material, I guess, if you want to say that, where people look into, you know, trade out Teddy and bring him back in, et cetera. So it looks like people are trying to look into gamble a bit more than maybe they have in the past, given the the fluctuations of the price rises. but I think now you're probably holding Teddy, right? 
I think so. I mean, he obviously has that hard game this week against the Storm and, and they're playing the Dragons a week off and the Dragons are actually looking pretty good. And I think there's an argument that with all the, what particularly maybe the Luke Kieran injury, yeah. that the, the Roosters are looking kind of a little bit off the boil and he hasn't scored that well since then. So I kind of get it, but I I, th- I think he missed the boat, to be honest. Yeah, I think... Yeah, Latrell's got a good game against the Tigers this week, but um, I think they've got a pretty hard game the week after that, memory. Um, no, they've played the Titans, which is not that bad, but then after that, they've got the Raiders. Like, yeah, yeah I, th- I think you've kind of missed the boat, Yeah, to and, be honest now. And I would say that, you know... It, as someone who doesn't have hasn't had Teddy this year, he's probably the one player that you know if you if you're coming up against him, uh, makes you the most nervous. Yeah, because you know, but Pappenhausen's got to be in that. Yeah, he does. I, I agree with that. I just think because I think because the goal kicking right, Pappenhausen just it adds so much. I mean, he got I think he got about twenty something points in goals, and he he got a lot of junk time though. Pappenhausen on Saturday. He he's was, just he's a bit like Teddy though, yeah. right? He's everywhere. Yeah, like he just pops up like a couple of times in every set. Yeah, and that's I guess what makes um, the difference. The Teddy thing is just the tackle bus. He just he does he kind of crabs across the field sometimes looking for a space, and then all those little you know push offs he does are probably worth two. Um, yeah. And then he, he looks like he could he could score on any sweeping play. Um, also, his combination with with Beamos is is absurd. Um, yeah, it is the way that he just sweeps and throws those cutouts. So, I mean. He's he'll bounce back. So you're you're probably almost wanting people to jump off Teddy if you if, if you're. An I owner. think so. I think so. To be honest, it might be a good move this for one week, uh, but then you're kind of burning trades to get him back. Well, that's the other thing, you know. Trades they're worth they are worth a lot. So uh, it's easy it's easy to to throw them away earlier, um, and then you know be full of regret in ten weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. And as we said, so I think it's what is it. Teddy plays the Cowboys and the Broncos in 10 or 11. So if you're going to trade him this week, you've got to trade him back before then. Yeah, you don't want to be missing those two matchups. No, um, absolutely not. And even so, it's shown that, you know, yes, Kiri, you know, probably has impacted him, but, you know, Sam Walker has shown he's capable. And I think if anything, it means that Teddy gets his hand on the ball more, to be honest. Yeah. I think the one thing that, sorry, one thing that affected Teddy a little bit more was the Sharks actually kicked a Tupo pretty much every single time, so he wasn't getting any, many hit-ups. Right. Yeah. Yeah, one one more thing I just want to talk about, um, one guy that we haven't mentioned, Jester Vunger. Yeah. So he's got, when he gets the minutes, his PPM are just, is just insane, and he's got he's got super coach pedigree of just going on runs yeah. when he gets the minutes. And with AFB injured, he got something like 80 points in base last week. Yeah, uh, and he's still cheap. He's like four hundred and eighty odd k. What do you think? I like him. I like him a lot. Um, he's on my list. Um, he's down seventy something, seventy two thousand from his you know opening price. Um, he also has that dual flexibility. Even though it's hooker, yeah. it's still helpful um, when you're looking to you know maneuver players around. And I think even if you look at their forwards uh, more broadly got a couple of injuries and um yeah i think he played he played 57 minutes he got 82 so i would expect uh the same and at that price um you know even if 
I'm just trying to think who's who's some comparisons around that that, that price point, but he's definitely one. Um, so his his break even still fifty seven this week, so his price isn't really going to go anywhere, even if he gets a good sort of seventy score. Um, so you know he still might be sort of in that below five hundred k range next week. So I I think it's probably worth having one more look just to see that that those minutes weren't uh, you know out of the blue. Yeah, the only thing that say to that is you know. Ninety thousand from Ricky to Tavanga looks pretty good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely looks, looks really good. And and you might not have the luxury of of waiting, although I guess you can go down to Condon. But it depends what what people have in their team. But yeah, that 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 trade's looking pretty juicy. Well, I can do like a stains to Tavanga mm. next week through Ben Travojevic, or theoretically I could do it this week if I really wanted to. But I'd probably do it next week. If stains because stains has still got a very low break even. Yeah, it's not bad. So that is something I'm going to be looking at. As I said, I really like Hudson Young as well. So I might be having to decide between those two guys a bit, like I was trying to decide between those center wings this week. Yeah, I think that's another conversation. Uh, is you know the second row was in that uh, mid range as well because I've got Luciano and his last two weeks have been pretty good, uh, even in teams that are struggling, he's starting to find his, his groove a bit with the offload and try assists. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was really looking at Luciano um, for last week's game, to be honest. I, it was one guy I was thinking about getting in. And, it, like, he didn't quite explode, but he got close, right? He's, yeah, he scored a try off a kick, which is great for a second rower, right? You know, he just shows mm. he's always wanting the ball. Then he had that really nice um, try assist down the left side where he kind of, you know, shaped, shaped inside, went outside. Um, so he's got he's got a big range uh, of attack of attacking you know capabilities which which is good. And he was very good last year, and you know I think his base has been okay. Um, so he's just one that I'm happy to hold at the moment. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I'd love to have the luxury of getting him in at the moment. I mean, it's tough a game this weekend, but uh, I think going forward he's going to be great. And again, he's a he's a round thirteen option. I think what we've you know really. Uh, you know, concluded tonight is that there's a lot of options in a lot of positions, which is probably something that, you know, hasn't really been the case for a while. You know, in the past, there's always a real key group of players that are the must-haves. Whereas I think this time it looks like there's, you know, the decisions that you make could actually have, you know, quite quite substantial uh, consequences. Yeah, I think teams might start diverging a little bit because there are sort of three or four options at these kind of mid like high to mid range yeah. guys at the, in those positions we can't quite afford the most expensive guys but yeah there's a bunch of like pretty good options at one tier down so just last thing before we we head off uh captaincy choices this week so we touched on Cleary and Luai and you know we both think that they're probably both pretty good options you can VC either of them but you might want to straight up captain them uh, yeah. And we, we touched on Dave Feeder as well. Is there anything else out there that kind of captures your attention? Cody Walker. Yeah, the Bunnies boys. Against the Tigers. Cody uh, against the Tigers. So the, so the Tigers have conceded more than 20 points in their last 15 games. Yep. Uh, so I imagine there will be, you know, a lot of points on offer. Uh, and it's just, you know, I guess picking the right one. And, you know, the... I guess both sides kind of bled a bit, but you know the the Roberts um, Nofaluma side was struggling a bit early with early ball. So I imagine you know the shift with you know Cody and Latrell out wide 
um, could be quite good. Yeah. Yeah, Latrell in particular. Either of those two. Yeah. Yeah, so if I do Brimson to Latrell, I will probably more than likely be captaining. I I would say I'd be captaining Latrell. Latrell is very hard to watch at the moment as a new owner. (laughs) Yeah. And because I like, basically I had him in my team and then like reversed him out again. It's just a shame he's the last couple of weeks because he like, you know, it's like three 40-point plays. Yeah. And that just does nothing and then suddenly he goes from like, you know, 20 to 60 and 60 to 100. and Yeah. He's, he was running the ball so hard the other night. Like, I haven't seen that in a while. He was, even at the end when the game was over, he kind of set up. I think he, he ran uh, some ridiculous line and, and put, I think, um, Adam Reynolds through. Uh, so that's what you want to be seeing if you're a, you know, South fan and also as an owner and super coach. So it's hard to ignore. I think his lowest score is only 67. So he's kind of taken that inconsistency out. Obviously, it's only been a smallish sample size, but I think I might just roll with him for a couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, because I've got Brimson, I'm just trying to remove the players that are yeah, definitely a bit harder to watch. All right. Uh, so that's that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, I'm going to be hoping that Jerome Luai absolutely goes to town on <laughs> Yeah, it should be. Uh, I mean, they're a dollar three. It should be. Uh, uh, you know, are they a dollar three? Yeah, it's, wow, that's uh... embarrassing. Thanks again for coming on the show. Always great to chat footy with you, even after the Tigers cop a terrible flogging. Yes. Well, yeah, that's right. And, if, and unfortunately, that's you know quite quite a regular occurrence these days. But thanks for having me on, mate. A pleasure as always. Good luck this weekend. Um, and speak soon. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye.